Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Fireside Freedom. Got to make sure I don't say the name of my own podcast there. Tonight, I'm joined by Nate, Brian, and Letty from their various podcasts as well. And we are chatting about what we foresee as the coming hard times and kind of what we are going to do with or what we're doing to prepare for that. Um, but I thought I'd started out with a kind of a fun little question that came to me about an hour ago. Um, what is, I'm going to say, the most interesting, motivating uh, thing you have seen or heard or participated in in the past week? And I'll, I'll start with Brian. He he jumped in for that one when I posted the question. Oh, man. John Willis posted a video the other morning. Uh, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just fucking do it. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares unless they want to care about you. So don't worry about what people think and just do you, be you, do your thing and put it out there. That was motivational to me because I second guess that stuff all the time. Like I think like I shouldn't say this or what if I say this, what would people think? And yeah, screw that. Do no, it. One cares. no one cares. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, Nate, Letty, one of y'all want to take, take a shot at it? Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with SOE as well, special operations equipment. He posted one. I, I was going to use the one you were going to use, but there's another <laughs> one. Um, he posted, he was talking on one of his little short videos that he was doing that he has imposter syndrome sometimes. And it's like a dude like that having imposter syndrome just makes me feel better having it. Cause I know I'm doing a whole heck, heck of a lot less than him. Mm. wow that's awesome yeah john john's pretty motivational i i mean yeah. just just throwing it out there if you uh need to get pumped up and you don't mind uh profanity definitely check him out john willis at uh soe tactical and uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. that you'll find him yeah mm, yeah even if you mind the profanity he'll still pump you up he'll still get you get you riled up yeah <laughs> you just have to maybe overlook a little bit of that expect the kick in the teeth the kick in the butt, and then you'll get moving. There you go. Lenny, how about you? Um, <laughs> so actually today, um, it I've, I realized today that I found the right community and the right group of people to be a part of um, through LFTN. We were on the MeWe chat, which is always busy. There's always people out there chit-chatting, chit information. And one of the women in our group, she's brought in her, her husband's grandmother and one of his uncles to their home and has been taking care of them as they're, as they're dying. <laughs> and her, the uncle lost his battle this morning, you know, so she was filling us in and it was just amazing because then we all, we all came together, you know, thanks for, thanks number one for sticking up for both him and her because she shared some other stories and not the, not exactly the best family members are out there are starting to come out of the woodworks now, but it takes a certain kind of person to be able to sit there and take care of somebody who's dying and everything. And it was just, I just love seeing how this group of people, most of us have never met. We're all across the United States up into Canada even, and everyone's just like coming together to support her and say, keep it up. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing. And I was like, yeah, these are my people. This is, this is, this is who I want to be associated with. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Um, for myself, it's somebody that I follow on Instagram and she posted, uh, she's a business coach, but she posted that basically the people that are stealing your energy or that are, uh, that bring you down the people that <laughs> Brian, what you laughing at the people that, uh, you just don't like to be around. Like you don't, you are okay to kick them out of your life. Like you don't have to put up with that. It's like they got to go. So protect your energy, protect you, because if at the end of the day, if you're not there for either in your personal life, your family, your business, if there's something that's dragging you down, then that thing needs to go, whether that's somebody or something. So that's what it was for me. I was like, hmm, there's, there's some things that need to go for me. <laughs> yeah, that may or may not have happened over the weekend, but I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Hmm. I heard there was a firestorm. I don't know if you guys 
if you're not on Telegram, you got to join that community over there. We got a bunch of different groups that kind of chats that intermingle and there's definitely some fire that goes on over there. So definitely check out Telegram. Would that be your, which Telegram group? Specific? I don't know. Mine, t.me slash lots chat. Um, let's see. Uh, Toolman Tim's got one over there. I'm not sure what his address is, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we've got one as well too. Oh yes, you do. You do. What is your address? Uh, now you're asking a real thing. Let me see if I can bring it up. <laughs> it is. Uh, give me a second here. Where the heck is it? I think we'll make sure we share all these links on our actual Telegram page channel, yeah. so you guys can follow them. <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah. Is, we, uh, we have a Telegram channel too. That's right. Yep, it is the uh, Two Chicks Homestead Podcast. Telegram. Aaron said it's empty is what it is. <laughs> All right, Aaron, yeah. go ahead and share it so we can start filling it up and get the chat going. Oh, what, what's the Fireside Freedom one, Letty? What's the address for the... the <laughs> um, I think it's Fireside Freedom Conversations or Fireside Freedom Group. I I don't have oh, my phone. Fireside Freedom Conversations what I'm seeing right here. So Probably. And the, oh, yeah. no, no, Fireside Freedom Chat. T.me oh. slash Fireside Freedom Chat. I knew it was one of the two. So all you guys that I've are watching. Or... I'm a little slurry there. So don't <laughs> fireside freedom chat. There you go. All right. Why don't we go ahead and jump into the main topic here? We're talking about what we see. We're prepping for the coming hard times. And the first question is kind of a doozy. Um, I kind of wanted to go around and just get an idea of what you guys see coming in the I say near future, whether that's the next six months, two years, five years, what do y'all see coming that we need to be prepared for? Or what motivates you to get prepared that you see coming? Uh, let's just go around and start with Nate. Well, I see a uh, soft breakdown happening. Um, not, you know, lights still stay on, things are still working, just shit gets bad. You know, you got to have your things in place or it's going to cost you a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the start of it. <laughs> um, I, I see uh, some real food, food shortages, um, uh, transition to alternative food sources uh, by, by, uh, uh, by need. Uh, cause that's, what's going to be available if you don't know where to get your food. Uh, I think, uh, inflation is going to go through the roof and the dollar is going to go through some weird shit and who knows what's going to come out the back end of it and what's going to happen in the meantime. And, uh, yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of angst in the country and depending on what happens, there might be some shit that goes down. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not part of it. I try not to pay attention to it, but I pay enough enough. I pay enough attention to it to know that things might spark off. And I I just want to, I want to watch it happen, but yeah, there's going to be fallout for sure. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Letty? Um, I definitely agree with Brian on inflation. Um, I mean, we're seeing it, <laughs> you know, it's not something that any of us are immune to that we've, not taking notice of although gas prices have dropped a lot in the last couple of weeks so yay <laughs> starting to stock up our five gallon tanks so we have them ready ready to go especially with the giant suv we now own um you know i'm seeing that i i'm keeping an eye on all the unrest and everything that's been going on especially after scotus and people are still angry and it doesn't take much to start all these burning embers into a big old fire that can just go crazy. So that's something else to keep an eye on. And luckily we don't live <laughs> in a big city. We do live in town with the county seat. We got the county building and everything, but nothing's ever happened up here, knock on wood. Um, and then the other thing is my husband and I, we always share like random news stories that we find that we think, hey, this might end up being a false flag. And there was one today about how New York put out a PSA on what happens if there's a nuclear attack. And I went, oh, well, don't color me shock if there's an, like, they announce some credible threat at some point this fall or winter, you know. So it's just 
for us, it's just more being aware of what are the potential tripping points to turn people panicky and get them to start doing their panic buying. And how do we stay ahead of that? Yeah, watch out for any uh, training exercises around nuclear attacks or anything like that. <laughs> uh, Martinson family said, watching it happen is better than participating. And I think we can all agree with that, that we're trying to get out of participation, participation, if I can speak right, as much as possible. Um, for me, it's kind of maybe a longer term thing. I, I have a hard time you know, following the inflation or, or seeing, I, I never watch the news. So my news comes from some of the podcasts I listen to. I'll hear a tidbit that'll interest me. So I might go look up a news article, but the thing that I see coming long-term is a central bank digital currency. And kind of where, what that goes back to is, I don't know if it was back in 2014, 2015, when Bitcoin was still kind of in the early stages. Um, there was a guy that I followed on YouTube. I think he's actually been kicked off of YouTube now, but he talked a lot about how cryptocurrencies would be used to control the people. And so he was bashing Bitcoin specifically, but I didn't really agree with him there because that's not a government controlled one, but a government controlled cryptocurrency, if they can get us all using that, then, you know, any of us are kind of SOL because we're, we're not friends of big government by any means. So it's like, you know, here's your little allotment, but you can't buy anything because we've, we've shut it off. So as, if you worship the crown or kiss the ring or bow to the flag or whatever the topic du jour of the day is, then, then you can. Did you, say, did you say fan of big government or no government? <laughs> I'm not a fan of any government. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Definitely not a fan of big government, <laughs> but that that's kind of my thing is, the central bank digital currency. And I, and I kind of have some eyes out for that a little bit on the news. Cause I do see that as something that will come. I don't know how soon it will be, but that is coming down the pipe because that's all they lack yet is a means to control what everybody can spend. I mean, a cash, a cashless society is you can't pay your neighbor 10 bucks to mow your lawn, your neighbor kid. You can't you can't pay the neighbor girl fifteen dollars to watch your kid. You can't go to the strip bar and put a dollar in a hooker's g string. Mm -hmm. um, it's all it's all tracked. It's all verifiable. It's all traceable, and it's all shut offable. So, if you want to deal in their system, go ahead. I have another system that I know works that I'm kind of <laughs> participating in. That if you want to learn more about. I mean, I'm happy to help you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're getting that with the PayPal and debit cards and stuff like that. You can track all that stuff. That's super simple. doesn't take much. You subpoena the records, and boom, there you go. Now, if I pull cash out, yeah, they're going to see I pulled cash out, but it's they don't know what I did with the cash. I lost it. Yeah, in a boating accident with my yep. guns and Bitcoin. It got wet yeah. in my sock and it all bled off because it was fake printed money that you just churned out here. At well, the we had a bonfire last night and one of them flames. <laughs> but if I pay you, Aaron, in... Aaron says down there in the comments, so she she hit it. She hit the nail. Yeah, it's yep. all taxed too. It's yep. all traceable and it's all taxed. There's but no, don't forget, I got six dozen eggs and you want to give me 50 bucks because I know if I sell them at market, it's going to cost me 45 for on taxes. Like, that's the thing. It's all traceable. It's all you have to account for every dollar of it. And yeah, good luck. Lightning don't forget network. the super underground economy, though. Bartering. I can I can we can trade goods and services, you know, I'll make good you luck, all my though, banana cake. No, you can't. You can't, though. So what are you going to provide for doctor services? That's true. Yeah, but I, well, that. <laughs> but if, if we want to get outside of the whole like that type of thing, we can still, no, you need, like you, you were talking about the neighborhood kid there's and whatnot. A reason, there's a reason why currency exists. There's a reason it exists is because everything isn't tradable. You need mm -hmm. some central valued thing 
that you can exchange for what you're worth to get possession of it, to trade it for other people, because nothing is ever going to be, I can't trade you 1700 bushels of apples because I need a food hold. <laughs> right. I need to sell my 1700 bushels of apples to 1700 different people and gain the currencies to pay for my tooth to be pulled. That's mm -hmm. why currency needs to happen. Yeah. So let me do Bitcoin. That's cool. That's the same as the fucking dollar, but it's better. It's way better. It's way better. Uh, James Sutton in the comments said, even hobby businesses are affected. It used to be you could earn up to 20K without hassled. Now it's a $600 limit. Unless it's cash. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I only did $600 this year. I mean, how are you going to prove it? <laughs> you did $600? I think I did like $1.25. I was right at the limit. I just laid back the rest of the year. I mean, once I reached the six hundred dollars, once I hit five ninety nine ninety five, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, living free the rest of the year. Yeah, Erin even got hit with uh, PayPal. She's taking some money and getting ready for a class coming up, and she got a couple bucks in, and PayPal shut her account down, and she had to verify who she was. So she could accept the payments. Oh, and that was... PayPal's so, so annoying, but because especially with like the business versus personal, and oh yeah, I I'm trying to find an alternative to using PayPal because I can't stand them. Bitcoin and Lightning. <laughs> James wants to establish the chicken as a new standard for fiat. Yeah, James, I, I suggest Bitcoin because <laughs> not everybody likes chicken, but everybody likes money. And whose chicken? Is it a chicken that I grow that's like eight pounds at, at six weeks? Or is it a chicken that the neighbors got that's 20? Dude, when you posted that when you posted that picture of you doing those chickens, I thought they were turkeys. I was like <laughs> they were huge and they weren't I even was eight like, weeks holy old. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. So let's let's move on to the next question. How has the things that you've seen and heard or or what you see coming down the pipe, how has all of that combined with what's going on in the news changed what you're doing to prepare? Or yeah, how, what what's going on there? Why don't we go in reverse order? Letty, do you want to go first this time? Um, you know, <laughs> it hasn't really affected the way that we're preparing. I mean, cause honestly our number one prep right now is the baby that's being evicted in about five weeks. So we're just trying to make sure we have everything ready for him or her. But we, ha we have been talking with, with all the talk this summer about rolling blackouts and everything, you know, we're like, okay, well, if that were to hit us in the middle of winter, and Brian knows how winters are <laughs> up here. Nor I mean, you're farther north than I am. But okay, what what do we need to do to be ready for this winter? So we've actually just kind of rearranged some of our priorities for what we're going to do. So heater, like a big buddy heater, is on the moved up to the top of the list. You know, making sure that we've got that in a plan in case you know we lose all the power and whatnot because people decide that they're just going to go crazy and go that route. So it, it's slightly rearranged kind of what we're doing, but our still number one focus is the kids because what are we going to do to keep them comfortable? Cause I can just sit around in layers and layers and blankets, but little like a newborn and a four-year-old, they definitely can't. <laughs> what kind of heat do you have? Uh, I think it's, it's a gas heater, I think. So it's natural gas. Yeah. Not propane. All right. Just, just make sure you have electric. You have a way to hook up your generator to the fan on your natural gas blower, and then you will have heat. You don't have to worry about the buddy heater as long as you have natural gas coming, which it's about, Yeah nil chance i mean having the butter heater there is not a bad idea but the chance <laughs> that your natural gas is going to cut off is that's a pretty robust system so well and I, and 
this is one of the yes, perks you, of need, but you do need power to run the fan to push it through the house so yeah. you need to be able to hook the generator to the fan so just because you have natural gas heat or propane heat doesn't mean you're good when the electric goes out because you need to be able to have the fan running which takes electric um which will probably take an electrician unless your your man is handy enough to wire in a switch on a plug. So are uh, you going to come help us hook that up one day? <laughs> I, don't know I, know want, I don't know if you want my hourly rate and my travel charge. But, uh, no, it's, you too, I, mean, you I, would, I would be happy to. It's, it's, it's all a matter of dollars. Um, yeah, no, it's that is one of the perks to living where we are because our electric like our power grid is on the same power grid as the Mayo Clinic, which is basically right behind our house and City Hall and the county building, which are two blocks away. So am I super concerned about losing power? Not necessarily, but on the off chance that shit does go crazy. Yeah, they, they, all, got sure they all got big ass generators too, though. So yeah. just yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what I've been seeing, I've been seeing, and what I've been prepping for, um, I'm getting the hell out of the cold, man. Like I'm sick of, I'm sick of paying for fuel all winter in a 1,500 square foot house to heat my house when I could move, you know, to Tennessee and have a little bit of cold. Yeah, I'm still gonna have that fuel bill, but that's that's a big prep is getting rid of that fuel cost, being able to survive, being able to survive all year round um, without a struggle. Like if I can survive at negative 20, I can survive at 30. I mean, it's, that's like just a normal, <laughs> a normal uh, fall day here in Minnesota. But yeah, that's, that's the thing I'm seeing is, is uh, fuel prices going up, uh, electricity going up, propane going up, diesel going up, all those fuel oil going up. So I don't want to be somewhere where I'm just burning money just to just to stay warm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I mean, with me, the only thing I have to say is you guys still watch the news because I haven't <laughs> watched that shit in years. <laughs> I think it was March of 2020. I turned the news off. Dude, I don't own a TV. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I mean, all, all things that the only thing we're learning how to do is animal husbandry, grow your own food and make sure you know how to process your own food. That's the biggest thing. The sh shit can go south. If you don't have food or the ability to make food, you're fucked. That's the easiest way to put it. You know, you can always cut down a tree and burn a tree for heat. Good luck finding some food. Yeah, that's that's the other thing too, though, is I'm building community because that's that's the weird part of this transition I'm in right now is we started our our process, the fact that we were going to leave Minnesota and travel, and now we're kind of going to travel and buy a spot because of everything that's happened. We've been very we've been very liquid in our in our plans, but uh, giving up the food security here. And, and moving and trying to start again has been a weird dynamic and it's really slowed us down. We've tried to mitigate any potential downfalls from that. Um, we've, tr we've tried to really build community. Uh, Ken's awesome. Uh, he gave us a spot to shack up while we were down there at Self-Reliance. But uh, there's, there's a, a huge community down there and I'm trying to build that to have a security net you know i can i can give you labor like i have skills i have documented skills that i can interchange for food um yeah. there there is a there's a method behind the madness here like we decided we're leaving for us a, a set of reasons but now we're having to mitigate the the consequences of giving up that food security because like all of the woohoo we never went to the store like I'm yeah. giving that away. I'm throwing that away. Mm -hmm. Like I have, I I've given, I've sold three deep freezers and I have three more here. Um, yeah, that was a lot of food that I'm giving up. So it's scary as shit. And yeah, it's a struggle, but did the food go with the free feel okay? 
Did the food go with the freezers? That's what I want to know. No, oh no, no, no. I didn't touch it, man. That shit was too good to give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you were talking about your about skills, and you're especially useful to somebody who has gas pumps, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In a in a grid down situation, I am the man because I will get you I will get you fuel out of the ground with a generator. I can I can show you how to do that. And uh without blowing yourself up, you might have a struggle doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't want to blow ourselves up. I'm gonna uh, put up a few comments here. Um Liberty Meat Meat Solutions said standardize on jerky. I like that best suggestion um aaron said need to sit down and learn crypto and she likes to make things or yeah crypto is as scary as you make it aaron said i like to make things scarier than they are um and then martinson family said colder climates mean less assholes to deal with <laughs> that's debatable that's debatable it depends where you go it's it's hard to find less assholeish people than in the south so. yeah i don't know yeah that's what i was gonna say we went to tennessee there's this whole bullshit about minnesota nice we went down to tennessee and kentucky and we were down there and i was like everybody's really fucking nice to you and i don't know if it's because i speak different or i look different or something but Everybody's nice here. Everybody in Minnesota is just a fucking dick. And then they try to pretend like they're nice. Yep. That's that's kind of, I haven't been to Minnesota, so I won't speak for them. But where I have been up in the Northeast, I'm just going to say I prefer the South. <laughs> um, for myself, where when I kind of saw the the whole, going back to the central bank digital currency thing, when I got that in my sights and in my focus. I wanted to go the whole, you know, get myself out of the country thing, extricate myself as much as possible from all control. But I mean, you can only, you can't get away from that a hundred percent unless you're going to go live out in the boondocks where nobody has ever been. And there's not many places like that. So what I relegated myself to doing is moving to Kentucky to a little farm out in the middle of nowhere and learning how to grow my own food, raise animals and try to like Brian and Nate and Letty were saying, build community. Um, just get to know people, be nice to people, do things for people, build your skill set, figure out the people around you that also have skills. That's kind of where I decided to go with that because I didn't have the money to go to Mexico to be a whatever citizen that could, you know, live, live the life that they like to live on the beach, which I don't know if that's actually actual reality or if that's an Instagram thing. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's the second time I've mentioned Instagram. I should get off of that. <laughs> Too much time wasted there. So how much focus do you give to any one issue that could affect your family? Like, are you a focus in hard on one thing? Like for me at the time was trying to, you know, make sure I don't get caught up in, in the crypto, the government crypto system, or are you more of a overall general, you know, it's all good type of person. Just try, try to make life as smooth as possible. What's, what's your approach to prepping? Um, Brian, you want to start off on that one? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we just, I don't really think I focus on one thing. We just try to be all around and, uh, be balanced and yeah, make, make sure, make sure we're comfortable. Like we, we constantly are evaluating what we need what we what we foresee coming, what we're gonna need in the future, what we have prepped up, what we need to transition from. Maybe we have a little too much cash and we want to buy some crypto, or maybe we have a little too much crypto and we want to buy some beans. Um, just shuffling that stuff around. Like I don't have any crypto or firearms, so anybody that thinks I do should just go like pretend that they didn't ever hear me say anything about any of that uh but yeah yeah just just it's just, it's a constant balancing act of what the current situation is like we're really having to minimize moving into the camper and the truck 
Um, so that's that's a hardcore evaluation of your needs. Like, what do you need in the next 90 days? Because you don't have a lot of room to store a lot of bullshit that might not matter. So food-wise, uh, prep-wise, as far as uh, tools, like, I have a lot of stuff that will provide me. Like, I, can, I have a chainsaw that will cut me down a tree that will provide me heat. So it's, it's a lot of, a lot of, uh, multi-dimensional thinking, I think is, is how I prep at the moment, because we are, we had a, we had the 35 acres, we had the barn and the extra in the house and the detached garage. So we could just stack shit, stack shit. We had the big basement. We had the 55, 55 gallon drums of water, and the five gallon buckets of food, but now we're moving into this smaller space and really thinking multi-dimensional and how do we make things last in a smaller space? Letty, you want to take another take a shot at that one? Go next. So we don't we don't focus on any one specific shit hits a fan scenario, you know. I watched enough of those uh, doomsday preppers back in the day to say, okay, yeah, the zombies are not actually going to come, you know. Uh, you're prepping for a nuclear war and then nuclear winter. That's not like the re the odds of that happening, slim to none. I've always been more of a realist, like, okay, what could potentially happen and what do we need to be ready for? So for us, it's just we're, we're being aware. We keep an eye out and just – I get all my news through tele TSP Telegram, actually, because everyone shares on there, hey, did you guys hear about this? Did you hear about that? Did you hear about this? So I kind of sit through there and I'll be like, hey, babe, did you hear about this one? And he'll say yes or no. And if he has, then it's something that we'll usually talk about a little bit more and say, okay, do we think that this could affect us? If, if it does, what do we need to do? If it won't, what? we'll just keep it at the back of our mind. And if something else comes up with it, then we... Then we know, but we're not we're not we're not all in on the uh, the whole power grid's going to go down and we're going to be stuck up here, you know. Whatever hits, we'll we'll we will give it the biggest go that we possibly can to get through it. <laughs> and we're just about to get smoked by a storm, so if I dropped off, I uh, I apologize. But uh, sixty mile an hour winds and hail rolling in. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be fine. Great, that'll hit me in about two hours. <laughs> so, I mean, with us, we're, we don't focus on one issue. You know, one of the things I always hear is in the community is, yeah, we call it homesteading. Grandma called it Tuesday. So, you know, we're trying to get to that point where it's just normal life. You know, shit can go south. Things can blow up. It doesn't bother you because you're isolated you know how to do that stuff my biggest thing was i want to learn how to process an animal well once we have that down then it was okay you know aaron's going to figure out the garden and then you know we're going to figure out you know communication that's why i got into the ham radio stuff it's just you kind of move down a list and you work on it and you take one thing at a time and you hope you learn it in enough time. If you don't, you'll figure it out because you're going to build a community and you're going to work with community members who know how to do stuff that you don't. So that's kind of always been my take on it. I'm blown away that you take things one thing at a time. I thought you're supposed to go everything all at once and then get overwhelmed and quit half the things. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan says yes. <laughs> Um, for, for me, it's, it's also not a singular focus unless you can say that live creating the life that I want to live is a singular focus. That is my one goal, create the life I want to live and do things I want to do while also being better prepared for the future, taking, making my own food, raising my own animals, um, <laughs> Nate, I know you, you said something about a homestead. We don't have a homestead here. We have a farm and we sell animals and feed and things like that because it's tax deductible. 
<laughs> so it's a little the, the little wording secrets in there but it, it's for me yeah the 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 focus i guess is is not a focus it's doing the things that you you want to do and that you enjoy doing making your life better and more resilient no matter what comes down the down the pipe you can get through it if you've got you know you'll have some preps the community that you build around you the friends you make um they're they're you're gonna have people that have your back you're gonna have people that are gonna have a rabbit when you need a rabbit if you don't have a rabbit for rabbit stew jack over there has got the rabbit and jane down the street has whatever else you need so if you if you build the community i don't know that's that is a huge part i think and, and it seems like we've come back to that a lot is the community aspect of it but doing doing what you love doing and and making your best life out of it which is kind of a simplification of it but i don't know no I, you you nailed it man no that's it <laughs> Build, building building a life you want to do whether that whether that's full-time homesteading or doing a job that you want to do a, a side hustle or even a even a nine to five job that you know is secure if, mm -hmm. if any of them are but doing what you want to do to provide yourself the stability to not have to worry about things. And, and I think too often, like when, when, when you hear people talk about that, my mind goes to, well, what do I want to do? There's nothing that I enjoy doing enough to do it all the time. I don't want to do construction all the time. I don't want to coach teens all the time. I don't want to want to farm all the time. I don't like any of those things good enough to do that all the time. So a little bit. Do them all. Exactly. Do them all at the same time. <laughs> do all Not of them a little bit. I mean, <laughs> why, why do we have this all in nature? This is all I have to do. You're like, supposed to get the goats, the sheep, the pigs, the chickens, and the rabbits all in the same year. Well, not, not necessarily that. Not, not just start it all at the same time. Forget <laughs> what Nate said. Start. Just learn it all. <laughs> learn it all. Start yeah. it all at the same time. <laughs> just why That's can't you do all of it eventually together? Yeah. Like oh, you yeah. look at you look at you look at the the most successful people. And how many companies do they have? How many businesses do they have? A lot. How many different interests do they have? And are they making money on them all? Or just we have to focus on one thing that's the home run? Mm -hmm. Liberty Meat Solutions said, just send it. Well, actually, he said, fucking just send it. <laughs> so go to the next question. How can I throw money at the blackouts to make them go away? This one came from Tim. He wasn't able to join us tonight. But... um. I think he talked about this on one of his recent podcasts where he had somebody write in that was super worried about they're calling, I guess, the rolling blackouts, brownouts that people are expecting this year, later this year. I don't know what that means later this year. You know, is that, you know, at the end, towards the end of the year, is that December? Who knows what that means? But how can I prepare myself spending money, throwing money at it? to mitigate what might happen in, in a temporary grid down situation. What do you guys have going on there? I've got a couple generators. That's all I've done with it. <laughs> I've got a generator and I've got solar. So, you know, my solar system's small, but it'll run some LED lights and it'll run a microwave and a crock pot and that kind of stuff. But I'm not going to use it for that. We have enough outside stuff to cook with i can cook over an open fire we got a rocket stove right out the back door cinder block rocket stove so you know we're we have several different ways to handle the rolling blackouts if we lose power we can still cook dinner so you're not going to cook in indoors with wood heat in the middle of summer no i'm not that <laughs> stupid what's what's a rolling blackout <laughs> I live in an RV with a full solar system <laughs> and uh, generator. No, it's when you're going down the road and you're I mean, what, what is this rolling blackout you speak of? Right? 
I don't know, but they've been, uh, what, they what have so been it. Buy a generator. Buy a fucking generator. Buy an inverter. You don't have enough money to buy a generator. Buy an inverter that'll run off your car mm-hmm. and at least power your fridge, power your freezer. Yep. I mean, shit like that. Yep. So, they invert and, and inverters the first thing on our list to get. I'm I'm keeping an eye on the Prime Day deals to see if there are any, <laughs> and then if there aren't, then I've got one that I'm gonna buy after tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, we're just we're just starting on this journey, so we're like, hey, what do we need? Well, generators kind of scary when you look at the amount of money that you got to put down for some of these things, you know. So we're like, hey, we'll start with the inverter. We'll learn how to use that. Then we'll go to the generator. And then we'll just keep on keeping on because you can take your life savings and just throw it into a full house generator and everything. But then what if you also never need it? Like what? And what if something comes up that you need that cash for, you know? So it's it's also us looking at like we got a baby coming. So we got to make sure we've got the cash on hand just in case there are any emergency or extenuating circumstances when bug arrives. So it's, you can throw as much money as you are comfortable with, but I, I would not just throw everything, all the credit cards at it. (laughs) You're going to be miserable. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think um, if you're cash strapped, the first thing to do is, is like Brian said, go with that inverter. Cause you've got a, how many thousand dollar car sitting out there is a, big ass engine on it. That's going to power a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're going to have a prolonged outage, like say a week or more, take a vacation. You know, you're, you're not going to run a generator for seven days in a row, but I'm in Kentucky. If I'm going to have a week long outage that I can't deal with because it's too hot. Well, I've but got can, animals to take care of. So what about the deep freeze? What about your deep freeze with all of your, your meat? Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> For a week. Th- those are definitely challenges. So, I mean, if, if, if that's something you have to worry about, you've got to, you've got to deal with it for sure. Generators or, or the car is the way to go. Like, but if you have six big deep freezes like Brian had, I'm not sure how, if you're going to run all that off of a car and an inverter or not, maybe one at a time. <laughs> but um, to the, to the people who are worried about. Well, I mean, the person that the person that is got five deep freezers better have thought of this before the last minute. <laughs> Hopefully, like, I, I'm t- I'm talking to the people that have an apartment or a, a single family house where they're like, "Holy shit! I can't believe there's going to be rolling brownouts. I've never heard of something like this yeah, before." Yeah, and need to figure out what to do now. At least they can keep the refrigerator cold and maybe plug in their furnace. Yeah, and Brian lives up north. All he's got to do is stick the meat in a snowbank and call it a day. <laughs> well, shit, yeah. I mean, that was the nice part about winter here was all you did was throw all your meat outside. You could unplug your freezers for month on ends. Or the ones the ones that were in the garage, uh, did they ever run for like five months? They just sat in the garage cold. Yep. Liberty Meat Solutions said, I survived five days of float fest cooking for 700 people with no power and sleeping in the back of a U-Haul. If I lose power at home, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, I, one of the things that Tim mentioned is the uh, the Predator generators from uh, Harbor Freight, which I highly recommend. I got their biggest one. I think it was 700 bucks. It's like an 8,700 watt. And that thing is awesome. I hadn't started it for about three years. Hadn't started it at all. And um, went out and tried to crank it one day. Of course, the battery was dead, so I had to pull start it. And it just it was not turning over. So I thought, well, I'll order a new... Uh, can't even think of what you call it. Help me out here, Nate. <laughs> new battery? Or something? No, something. I was going to order a new part for it. Anyway, I decided to um, first check the spark plug. So I'll pull the spark plug out, clean it up a little bit, put the thing back in and it fires right up. So from never starting for three years, still had old gas in it. Thing runs like a champ. So that was, that's a good place to start for a budget uh, generator. So I think we've covered that. Let's go talk about what's your most important prep issue like if if you can only prep for one thing that's coming up 
not necessarily whatever's in the news, a nuclear fallout, but only make one preparation. We'll put it that way. What would that be for you and why? Um, Nate. Store salt. Store salt. Yep. Did you say salt? Salt. What is the one thing wars have been started over? Salt. End of story. <laughs> so what's with salt? Tell, tell us more. <laughs> you can preserve all your food with it. You can salt box a hog and preserve the entire hog without refrigeration. Yeah, it's going to be salt pork, but it's going to be food. Mm -hmm. you, you need salt to survive. End of story. You may not get it down, you, or you're going to need it more if you're down in the south. You're going to need it if you're up in the north. It doesn't matter where you are. You will need it. Store some up and keep it. Yeah, I like it. Brian, how about you? Uh, give me a second here. <laughs> Letty, you want to go ahead? I'm thinking about salt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let Brian do some thinking. Um, let him I, salt I for that. <laughs> I mean, Brian, do we need you any salt here? Then you really, you already are. <laughs> I, no, not at all. <laughs> um, I, I know for, for us, if we were to do just one thing, it would be the backup power generator, carburetor, making sure we've got the gas and everything to power those so that we can keep on going. That would be number one. Yeah, mine's water. Um, that's my biggest concern right now. I have, I have tons of food stored, uh, like, like, uh, canned meats, uh, fishes and stuff like that. Like if I can't get meat, I can, I can live off some preps for a while, but water, water is our thing. Like I can only, I can hold, uh, 30 or 45 gallons in the camper and 70 gallons in the truck another, you know, 15 gallons in in totes but after that i'm screwed so if i don't have a water source or somewhere to find it or somewhere to grab it i have filtration so i just need a source it doesn't even have to be a good source but that water liberty say you'll need water to wash down all that salt <laughs> that's great the word i was looking for a minute ago was carburetor liberty helped me out i can I don't know. I lose the word when I'm when right when I need it. It just you're prepping for a carburetor. You have, you have, <laughs> no, that was what I was trying to replace on my generator. <laughs> In case I need it for all of my generators, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> now I have to go back to uh, we were talking earlier about how much focus do you give to any one issue, and I had to think of back to when I first started prepping or thinking I was becoming a prepper or whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought I had to do everything at once and I, I didn't know where to start. I wanted to do this, like start doing that. No, I need to go over and do that. No, I need that. And you just want to fall over and cause you don't know which way to turn. But I, I, I think the most important place to start is by building that community by having friends like getting to know your neighbors your your neighbor has a garden you can go help them out a couple hours a week you've got another neighbor up the road that probably grows some animals they've, they've got beef cows i bet they could use some help in exchange for some hamburger every now and then um, but getting to know people and becoming friends with them maybe not even to the point of oh we're good hangout buddies but just that community aspect, like you've got each other's back. I think that is the, uh, the most important place to start. And I don't put enough emphasis there, even though I think it's probably the most important thing. Cause if you can have all the food stored you want, if you're an asshole, they're going to run you over. <laughs> they're going to come take it. I mean, unless you just have a fortress like John Willis has that we mentioned earlier, <laughs> but then he also has his community with him in there. So He's got that protection, that defense. He's He's got all of that put together. So that's where I go with it. Liberty Meat said it's the carb, pop, par, carb 
apocalypse. Man, I can't talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised nobody brought up that they want to just stock up on all the guns and ammo. Isn't that what we're supposed to do as preppers is make sure we've got a giant arsenal so we can we can who face gonna, the coming who storm? <laughs> who are you, you going to shoot? <laughs> I mean, if I, I, got, if I don't I have to shoot anybody, I'm not, say, I'm not gonna say I don't have firearms and and uh, ammunition stocked up, but it's not <laughs> my first priority. Like I can't eat bullets, and nope. really, how many how many people are gonna assault my place at once? Right. But how? I, I guess my question is, how many people out there think that when it comes to prepping, that that really is the first the first thing, and like the end all be all is making sure you have that. And I, well, I hope, I hope I, they do. Like, I really hope they do because yeah. then I'll buy all the food while they're buying all the ammo. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I think it's they're definitely an important part of your prep, but don't go out and buy every freaking gun. It's another like, what should I throw my? Can, how do I throw my money at it? Don't go buy all the guns and ammo. Your money's gonna be more important elsewhere. Once you're good with everything, then you can go out and do the guns and ammo. So Liberty Meat Solutions said bourbon. Yes. So there yeah. is there is there's a department of the government that has no relation to each other that they formed. What was it? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Sounds like a good party. Like and why would they? Why party. why? Here, let let's contemplate on this for a second. Why would they form that agency? Would it be because those are some things that people might want that might oppose the government? Maybe. Those are- those are the things that have been used throughout history to uh, circumvent uh, systems of control. Huh. Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Maybe you might want to stock up on those fucking things. Alcohol, <laughs> tobacco, and firearms. So, yeah, and food. I mean, I and know you're... how to use them, so I'm not coming to Well, I mean, that, but... learn how to use alcohol. It's a lot of fun if you do. <laughs> so the next question is, whose place are we retreating? <laughs> whose place are we retreating to when shit goes down? <laughs> Not my Ken. house. Ken. Not mine. <laughs> I've been to Ken's house. I'm going there. <laughs> I got yeah, a place in Iowa. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, good stuff. Well, that was, that's the end of the questions that we've got. We're at 52 minutes. What else? What else? comes to mind when you're thinking about this subject that we should discuss or go over or any other thoughts on it? Hmm. Yeah, man. Keep your, keep your, uh, keep your eyes open. Just, just observe what's going on. I know we all talk about not listening to the news and don't pay attention to the news, but you got to kind of pay attention a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you got, yeah. you got to know what's going on. You can't tune out completely. Um, my wife, I love her to death, but she is totally tone deaf to the whole world. Like she turns it off. She does not pay attention and she relies on me. Um, I've checked out about as much as you can, like on social mm-hmm. issues for sure, totally out. But I got to pay attention to the economy. I got to pay attention to signals yep. in, in the government. As much as bullshit as it is, pay attention. Get some signals on what's going on. Know what's kind of coming up. And get ahead of it. If you're a rationally thinking human being, you can look at what's going on and go, huh, I wonder what's going to happen here. And a good piece of advice, government will always telegraph the punch. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Oh, for sure. You were talking about false flags earlier, I think. and Mm -hmm. uh, Or maybe it was Letty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they, they definitely throw it out there ahead of time. So... Keep your eyes open, think about things, and don't wait. Don't wait for something to happen to figure out your shit. Like, know what you're going to do today if you lose your job and you can't buy groceries. Mm -hmm. Because if you keep your job, but groceries go through the roof, you're still okay. You just have to live on, eat less. (laughs) If you only eat meat. Unless you grow it. Just eat meat. (laughs) Makes it so easy. You know, going off of what you were saying, Brian, with with the news, we don't watch the news. You know, I, I think the only reason I've turned on the news recently was to see what was going on with our crazy weather. So it's like, okay, what's Eau Claire saying? 
like let me let me check the the, the news because there's tornado warnings everywhere. Let me give me another avenue to figure it out. But re read your local paper. <laughs> I was so surprised when we first moved up here and I started picking up the local paper once a week to see the number of carburetors that were being stolen that were being reported stolen out of vehicles in our area. Cause there were still carburetors. Yeah. I've been paying for all these carburetors, man. <laughs> Catalytic converters. Oh my, my mommy brain is so like, Oh God, if I don't write it down, I'm forgetting it. And I didn't have catalytic converters written down, so that's why I couldn't remember. And Ken brought up carburetors, so I blame you. But I didn't realize the number, like how bad the catalytic converter thefts were up here, you know. So it, so that was something that after reading three weeks in a row, they were reporting them in our town and the area towns. My husband, I was like, "Hey, babe, did you know about this?" And he said, "No, let me ask at work tomorrow." And then he starts asking around at work, and people are saying, "Oh, yeah." I'm, my next door neighbor lost theirs, but they didn't take, they didn't come to us, you know? So be aware of what's going on in your immediate vicinity too. It's, it's not just what's happening out in Washington. It's not just what's happening in the big cities. Look at your small towns. Get the fuck out of the town is the easiest thing to deal with that. If anybody tried to steal my catalytic converter, they'd probably have a shotgun up of their fucking ass before they got it off. <laughs> Or drive a car that looks like a piece of shit that everybody will leave alone. There is that. There is that. I have chicken shit on my hood every day <laughs> when I wake up because I got chickens that roost on them because they think they're going to die at night. I got a 20-year-old Honda Civic that looks like a porcupine. Nobody's going to mess with it. <laughs> Liberty Meat Solutions says, Nate, he's going to assault your place. <laughs> <laughs> then then he asked me to leave a bad review. What what's the best place you can go to leave a bad review? Nate, do you have a bug assault? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> the assault rifles, those are great. I would yeah, not I waste the salt on a bug assault rifle. Liberty Meat Solutions, you can leave us a bad review on Yelp. There you go. Yep. <laughs> or Apple Podcasts, wherever you decide to go. So <laughs> Would not recommend. And, and, and while you're at it, leave me a bad review on our podcast. We'll just call it even. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up. Unless unless anybody else got anything to say. I mean, you got something to add to it or want to you want to continue this bug assault conversation? <laughs> uh, where can everybody find you, Nate? Uh, I'm Nate. Uh, you can find Aaron and I at twochickshomestead.com. We do a weekly podcast. Uh, next one coming out is uh, we are going to talk about the joys of our neighbors. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and this stems from what happened last Friday that was discussed, I think, in Brian's Telegram group. <laughs> so if you want to go read that story and see what's going to happen. me slash lots chat that. So, Apparently yeah. he left us a bad review on Uber. <laughs> so that that's good. <laughs> oh man, you could find me at thelotsproject.com. I do a weekly podcast every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 25 30 ish whenever i gotta take off and go to work and hate my life for eight hours or ten hours or however long they hold me there but uh yeah uh candle sale going on right now super big discount i think it's six candles for 45 dollars. that's a hundred percent soy soy candles that are fantastic and get your coffee from brian before he leaves Oh yeah, comfrey, comfrey on sale, root cuttings, crown cuttings, thelotsproject.com slash shop. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. It's it's fantastic comfrey. It is super strong. It is super fast growing and everybody loves it. So It has survived getting mown over in my lawn twice already and it is growing like crazy it's much better grew. than the stuff I got from Tennessee. So and it will survive the lawnmower. <laughs> Everything we got from you is down here growing. So it popped up within a month to six weeks. 
I mean, and it's Lenny proof and two chicks homestead <laughs> proof. We're good. You need to order it. It will grow anywhere for any amount of money. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm Lenny from Liberty all day. You can find me at liberty.home.blog. And I got all my social links on there. Awesome. I'm Ken. You can find me at the construct cast. That's constructiveliberty.com. And this is Fireside Freedom. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a terrible one-star review. We love those. (laughs) Uh, Have a great night, everybody. See you later.